0: The darkness will will rip apart your life if you start asking it to come in.
1: Hey, this is Unrefined Podcast. I'm Brandon Spain, your host, with co host Lindsay Waters. Welcome to another episode. We have with us today Mike Stibbs. I'm so excited about this podcast. I've been looking forward to it because he's involved in so many dynamite things and has a a ministry, I think it is more of, than media only, but it's a media ministry. And I, I've just gotten sucked into a lot of his stuff, and I wanted to have him on here and was interested in a lot of his topics. Mike, I'm glad you're here with us today.
2: Yeah, welcome, brother.
0: Yeah. Thank you for having me on, guys. This will, this is going to be a good conversation.
1: Yes. Yes. So everybody out there, get ready to have your brain expanded a little bit here with different things, different areas we're going to go. Mike, before we get started, tell us a little bit about your story. You can go back as far back as you want to of of how you got interested in like fringe oriented stuff.
0: Yeah, so I will make a super long story, super short, and we'll pick up where I got saved. But basically, before I was saved, I was living near LA in Los Angeles, near LA in Hollywood, and I was playing in a band, and I was a complete narcissist, drug addict. And uh, basically, God showed up one day as I'm driving to work, and um, I got saved. And it was
1: I need to stop you there for a second. Were you part of the Laurel Canyon at all?
0: No, no, I've been, oh. I've been, I, I've been up there. I'd been up there. Like, okay. Cause yeah.
1: that's another one of these things, these deep rabbit holes that I'm studying right now is Laurel Canyon. But anyway, so keep yeah. going. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you.
0: <laughs> no, no, no problem. So yeah, I got saved and before I was saved. Okay. So my band, like the whole theme of my band was aliens and just like weird stuff. I was always attracted to like weirder stuff. So I got saved and I basically, told God, like, I'm just going to let all of this stuff go to the wayside. I don't care about that stuff anymore. Like, I just want to, you know, I want to be a Christian. I want to serve you, God. And I, and I just want to do the best I could do. And uh, lo and behold, it didn't take but maybe six months into my walk with God that he brought the alien topic directly to my doorstep. And um, I was ministering to a kid who was uh, – so I used to be addicted to Oxycontins like like back in the mid-2000s, all the way up to like 2010. And so this kid uh, was friends with another friend that was going to church, and he was telling this guy my testimony. He's like, man, you should just listen to him talk because you know he's got a lot to say to help those that are struggling with addiction. I start talking and the, the conversation takes a hard left turn. And he begins to tell me about this experience that he and about, I don't know, it, it could have been like 15, it could have been 100 people that were on the beach. But, but this incident had affected his life. And he said that he was on the beach, And there was a light that just came into visibility. Like you could see this light and it started floating around. And they thought, oh, well, that's kind of weird. Then the light began to turn into all of these different shapes and colors and began to do these radical things in the sky. And so he was not the only one who saw it. He, He definitely knows that his other friend that he was with saw it. And he knows that some of the other people on the beach Saw it as well, and so he asked me within this conversation. He goes, I, "I I need to know what this was. I need to figure this out because this has been affecting me since it happened." And so I told him, "I said, look, ma'am, I said it's funny that you say that because I used to be into this topic and now I just you know just kind of threw it away and never thought about it again." And uh, lo and behold, I started doing just a you know I told him like I'm going to pray about it. So I prayed about it that night. Wake up the next night. And uh I used to wake up in the morning and I would listen to worship music on YouTube. And we're talking time frame around here is like 2011 going into 2012. I'd wake up and I'd listen to worship music and uh YouTube always gives you like a recommendation of the next video that you should watch. But it wasn't another worship song. It was a, a video explaining the dimensions. And so I got sucked into it. I started listening to it. And, um, based on that, a lot of things that they were showing in that video, and it was by a college professor. It wasn't just one of those like clickbait videos. It was a college professor explaining where physics was at, at that moment of where they, of how they believe there was a like 11 or 12 dimensions. And so when uh, this guy said that, he told me, he said, he said, I looked up at the sky and I could not tell you. What shape it was? There was no reference point to say it looked like a TV or it looked like a basketball. And he said, I even saw colors that I can. I don't have a reference point. It's almost like that part in the Bible where Paul says, "There's these things that I can't even express. I saw things that I can't express." You know, Um, Mm -hmm. but he but he also said that there was a consciousness that was accompanying this experience that he felt this dread. That whatever this thing was knew everything about him, and that he felt like he was doomed, and it was just like it was a weird thing. So anyway, I'm watching these videos on the dimensions, and I was, and they were saying that you know if you if you were in a dimension or you were seeing something in a dimension above our own you wouldn't be able to really comprehend what you were seeing. And so that's how I got going down that rabbit hole. It was, you know, ministering to this kid who had a UFO experience that changed his life.
2: Wow. Yeah. So what was the, I guess that would be like your biggest red pill
1: experience that got you back into this. What got you into it before you were saved? Do you remember?
0: Um. Yeah, you know, I really haven't shared too much on this. Um, but I used to have like from a kid, I used to have a reoccurring dream. And uh, basically, it was like three hooded creatures would come into my room and take me now. That's a lot that's saying a lot, you know, and I don't think that it was aliens coming and abducting me. I think it was was a, a trick. That the demonic realm was playing in my mind and Mm -hmm. so it was just that this idea you know that that these these hooded beings were there and and at first it would scare me as a kid but then i kind of like gravitated towards that world and i was you know uh i was unknowingly kind of seeking the demonic activity and i kind of invited that in and so by doing that a bunch of crazy things happened in my life as a kid um and then going into my teenage years all the way through my my early 20s of having some pretty crazy dreams and supernatural experiences and uh yeah i mean we could go as far down those rabbit holes if you guys want to um uh just you know putting it in a nice little nutshell right around the time where i started having these dreams um my mom she now she's a Christian, but she brought a Ouija board into the house. Ooh, oh, right. And <laughs> yeah. and uh we she was she got sucked into it that night. And ever since that night, weird things started to happen. And it was maybe a week later that um that there was this creature that was trying to break down our door. Um and it was like um you know, we lived in a in in Southern California and there was there was like a wash area behind there. And so this whatever this creature was, you know, the police were saying, "Oh, it's just a coyote." But whatever creature this was, it was trying to knock down our door, and if you would see the marks on the door and on the lock itself, it would have had to have inflicted a lot of pain on itself to be able to do what it was doing. And so this just happened to be a week after this Ouija board experience. And I remember just how, I could still remember just the, how frightening and scary it was. Um, And we had a dog at the time. And the dog was usually would, you know, you know how dogs are, even if they're small dogs, they don't care. They're gonna protect. This dog was like, nope. And was shivering and shaking. It was a crazy experience. And looking back at it, you know, I don't want to say I know what it was, but I do believe it was connected to that Ouija board experience that I had with my mom and my sister that night. I was about like seven at the time, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. I'm a child of the 70s and even even back then when I was young in the 80s they had Ouija boards. and I think Mattel or I think it's Mattel that makes them. But anyway, they still had them and it's like why do they put those out there for kids to play with? You know, it's just it's it's crazy. They really you know, if they really knew and sometimes I wonder if they might already know and that's the purpose.
2: Well, Ouija boards, it's funny. You know, there's other things I've heard tarot cards Genuinely, just started out as playing cards in Europe, and kind of morphed into more of a um, divination tool. But yeah, Ouija boards were just created for it I mean, from the from the gate,
0: and they so, and they work. I mean, it like yeah. like it is it's crazy, and it's it's it is a supernatural thing. And and I know the Ouija board. I later on in my teens, I got um, addicted to the Ouija board and it would get so mad at me and it would just like, just the, the force that you could feel going off of that, you know, and it would just get so mad at me and my friends would get tripped out, but I was like, no, we got to do more. Let's do more. You know, it's uh, seductive.
1: Yeah. That kind of leads right into a a topic that I, I wanted to, um, exploring project revelation, which that's your ministry, which is awesome, by the way, that leads right into a topic that I wanted to kinda talk to you about and discuss. I want to set you up about it a little bit is about your experience with quantum mechanics or quantum physics and prayer. Uh that that video in there was fascinating. Sandy and I have over the past year and a half or so been trying to um navigate the the different realms when it comes to both quantum physics and frequencies with sound and you know what we call eat the meat and spit out the bones of what's you know legit and what what could be palatable to be a Christian and what's new age and all that and all that kind of stuff and and that video was really fascinating will you tell us about that video and how it came about and all that?
0: yeah so so that kind of goes back to the same the same story with that with that kid that saw the uFO of how i I kind of got into it um but yeah you know i so let me let me digress just a little bit here um and then then it'll make sense because I did struggle with with making that video as far as like wanting to make it because um of what you just said you know it's like you gotta you gotta you know, take the meat, spit out the bones. And there's a lot of like prosperity gospel um, Mm -hmm. slash new age stuff that talk about this as well. And I'm like, I don't want to come across as, you know, like prosperity gospel or anything like that. Like, I believe God loves us. I believe God wants the best for us, you know, but it's all about connecting to his will, not, not our will. But um yeah the the gentleman that did the video with me uh, TJ Flickinger he had he he had been a um a listener and viewer of our show he's like hey what do you think about this and i was like dude like i've been working on this for like 10 years man let's let, this is this is a sign let's do the video and let's just talk about about prayer as it relates to the quantum realm and you know god has given us he has given us authority on this earth, mm-hmm. and um, He's given us authority over a realm that we do not understand. We do not understand it. Even the most famous and well-studied physicists of our time do not understand. their Their understanding is changing all the time with all of this stuff. And you know, I I will just believe God that He uses you me and even if you've been saved for five minutes he uses us to administer his will on this earth and you know we talk about the the quantum realm as kind of a thought experiment of being able to affect the world around us and so as we know you know when it comes to witchcraft and and uh devil worship and stuff like that, it's it's all about manipulating people to into your will, you know. Like uh, Aleister Crowley said, do what thy will. And if we if we understand that some of these new agers and satanic worshipers and whatever, if they're so religious and they're they're doing this and they're trying to impose their will on this earth, that how much more powerful is it if a Christian realizes it, and then in return can wake up in the morning and dedicate themselves to, to prayer with God and connecting to what God is doing in their own life and, and in the lives of people around them. Because I think that's, that's very, very important is to be filled with Holy Spirit, be filled with God's word. So when you go to work, when you go to the grocery store that if if something comes across your path, you are ready to it's it's like game on, man, like you're a soldier, you're ready to go in to battle at any given point
1: yeah, but well, what what kind of led Sandy and I into this is I like to think that there's spiritual laws out there, you know, not quite as bad as as like new agers and all that kind of stuff, but but the God created physical laws and spiritual laws and and one of the ones that that my family Engaged in some intermediate family was sowing and reaping. What was crazy about it is they would sow into people's lives purely out of the goodness of their heart. They weren't Christians, purely in the goodness of their heart. They would give and give and give and they would receive and they were like had millions of dollars several times over. But here's where the kicker would come in they weren't Christians, so sin would creep in and the sin would deteriorate and they would lose it all. So it's like they were operating in the spiritual principle that God created, but because of the sin, it would deteriorate. And but then they would start all over again with their generous hearts, and would sow and sow, and they would reap out of it. And that's what really kind of made me start thinking. You know, it rains on the just and the unjust. You know, where, where's the line there with the quantum world and 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 all that kind of stuff? So that's what kind of led me into an interest into that quantum realm, or and like you know, scientific laws and spiritual laws and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's an amazing, amazing little story there. I mean, it's, it is, I, I, I tend to believe that there is, you know, the spiritual laws as well, um, that will work for people, even if you're not saved. you know? Um, so yeah, very, very good story.
2: So Mike, Brandon talked about the West Memphis three case, and that's initially what What got him, and when he sent me the link, got me onto your YouTube channel. I mean, it's it's a fascinating case, and I'll be honest, I was going back to my teens, not long after the whole tragedy and trial that followed happened. I was in that oh, they're just persecuting them because they wear black and listen to Slayer, sort of camp myself and.
1: Well, Satanic Panic was going on and stuff yeah. too. I mean, I was—I'm Damien Echols' age, so
2: yeah. So what what put you on that story? You explain it a little bit in the video but for, for the benefit of our, our listeners. What put you on the that case?
0: Yeah. So, um so first off, thank you guys for for watching those videos because um I just I really really had a, a great time making them. Um, um, the the final installment is in the works um, as we speak right now. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, I had uh, one of my listeners, viewers, um, contacted me. He asked me, he's like, what do you know about the West Memphis Three? And I was like, well, I've heard of it, you know, like on MTV back in the day, but I don't know anything about it. So I watched a video he sent me, never thought about it before. And then um, I was scheduling uh, Derek Gilbert. Uh, of skywatch tv to do an episode with me on his book the return or the second coming of saturn and so preparing for it i watched william ramsey's interview with Derek gilbert and i was like no this there's something god's showing me something here i don't know why but um it was it was never intended to do like a true crime docu series because this stuff is hard it takes forever to do but I really felt like I really felt like God had a reason why. And the more you investigate it, especially if you're into the fringe, you know, mm-hmm. and you start to look at this, at the at the case, you start to look at Damien Eccles, what he's doing now, what he was doing back then, um, his mental state. There is so many connections to the fringe. Um, Christian worldview. And I think like my, my idea was is maybe, maybe I can suck a few non-Christians into watching this and then they get exposed um, to, you know, how the darkness will, will rip apart your life if you start Mm -hmm. asking it to come in. And that's, that's what I see in this, you know? And
2: yeah,
0: yeah, it's a, it's, it's so crazy. And I mean, the fact that we're still talking about it like 30 years later, um, Mm -hmm. There, is the, it, there was three documentaries, actually four documentaries that were made um, uh, that, were, that were connected. So you had Paradise Lost that came out uh, uh, four years after the trial, or after the first trial, and they went to jail. Then they, they did two follow-ups. And then Peter Jackson... Um, the director of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series, Peter Jackson made his own documentary called uh, West of Memphis that was trying to pin it on somebody else that was that they didn't pin it on in the other documentaries. And so I'm going to get, I'm going to get into that in episode five, but why, why are, why is like an, and there are uh, Damien Echols is friends with Johnny Depp and, and a lot of other uh Hollywood Larry celebrities. Rollins
2: yeah, yeah, Hollywood yeah,, celebrity, but yeah
0: and and so my question is is why? like why do why does Johnny Depp care about this dude? You know, they don't really care about the truth because if you go through if you go through the actual files that are there, there there's enough evidence, there's way more than enough evidence. Um, even if you took out the con- the the quote unquote, as they say it, like the forced confession, which it's it's weird, it's weird. I'll, now now I'll, I'll I will say this. I haven't really pointed a finger at anybody yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to point the finger. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain how this can happen, and more importantly, I really want to. I really want people to understand. <laughs> Like again, if you invite the darkness in, it doesn't mm. care about you. It's not—it's not coming in and gonna drink, you know, a cup of coffee with you. It's gonna come in and it's gonna rip your life up, whether you like it or you don't, you know. And that's the thing is that people think that they're com- communing with uh, benevolent sources, you know, but they're not. They're—they're they're evil and they want destruction in your life and the lives of those around you.
2: Yeah. So since you went there, you may as well go ahead and kind of explain, we kind of want you to explain your process of, of making a video from beginning to end. Yeah, so it it,
0: it can definitely uh, be different for, for any t- topic that I do. So as a, you know, I kind of started off, I started off working um, as an editor for a Christian television show. And um, they wanted, they wanted to make a documentary. And so like I made this documentary and then it just, it just occurred to me. I was like, oh man, I should just, you know, make a couple of videos myself to see what I could do. And so it's been a refining process, Uh, no pun intended, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's uh, anybody who's been following my YouTube channel for any amount of time, they'll, they'll know I'm kind of all over the place. Like I don't, it doesn't that there's no one theme that I'll hit. Sometimes it it tends to be fringe, but, um, what I'll do is I will, I will either have a guest or I'll have a topic and I'll just research the heck out of it. And, and then, you know, uh, try to come up with a, uh, uh, an ending that would encourage people,
1: you know, and that's, that's what makes your, pot, your 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 uh your videos so good though is you're all over the place. I mean, that's what we're trying to do with the podcast. We're not trying to stay with just cryptids or just the supernatural or whatever. We, we want to be all over the place and that's what makes yours so rich is is you never know what you're going to come out with and I think that's great.
0: Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. It's been it's been a a hard journey as you guys know, you know, and you know, other Christian content creators uh once you start doing this stuff it's um you're gonna you're gonna battle against a lot of uh warfare um mm. doing this type of stuff. But it's it's at the end of the day, it's worth it. You know, it's it's worth it because once you break through, and there's you know, and I don't mean break through like in the in the context of um of success from a worldly standpoint, but when you know that you are supposed to be doing this and then you're doing it, there's no greater satisfaction. And yeah. having like God, you know, just you know, kind of pat you on the back, like "Thank you, son. Thank you for for preaching my word. Thank you for talking about this stuff."
1: This is hard. Well, it's like it's like a, a sower sows a seed. I mean, that's what I see. Our job is to do is we are to sow seeds. God gives the increase. And we may water the seeds, but you know, God's the one that's going to give growth. And if we reach one person out there with the truth, then it, it, it's been worth it. You know.
0: Yeah, and this, you know, I I believe. Um, Full-heartedly, I believe that God is beginning to move within the fringe community, okay? Yes, and, yes, yes. It, and this is, um, this is, I believe this is the great awakening that everybody's been talking about and waiting for, but it's just going down different than it did in the past. Right. But here's, the, here's the thing and and this is i was just thinking about this so because because i was thinking about it earlier and we said we were going to let holy spirit lead i'm going to i want to talk about this cuz i think you guys will okay. you guys will appreciate this you know we'll so just it, yeah. so just like how we saw like in the late 60s all the way up until just maybe a couple years ago we saw with the prosperity um word of faith movement there were some of of the preachers some of the ones that were teaching on that that were still preaching the full gospel and they wanted people to learn how to receive from God and to believe it and they and their their hearts were aligned with God and they 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 were they were the wheat yes then the then the tears started to come up and it got manipulated into, you know, how can you get something for yourself? So just like how that movement, and it's dying off now, thank God, but we're, we're going to see the same in the fringe movement. There are those, and I could just name, you know, Mike Heiser, of course, He's he's uh, he is one of the best. You know, you got doc, Dr. Judd Burton, the guys over at Skywatch that have coherent... And they can prove what they're saying, but then you're going to have the tears, and they're going to come up, and they're going to bring confusion to it. Um, just like how when God when God starts to move in a certain area, the enemy starts to move too. And like when I talk in this space, it's like the the number one thing that I just want people to get out of out of anything is, dude, spend time with God. Like yes. you, you know, and read read your word. And then, you know, if you hear something that's provocative or intriguing, you know, then you'll be able to get the meat and spit out the bones and or move on. If 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 Holy Spirit, if God's telling you, hey, this is this is not my word, this mm-hmm. is not of me, then just just sail on to the to the next, you know. But that's where it happens is is there's no substitute. For you and him, waking up in the morning or at night, whenever you do it, of spending that time just like loving on him and having him love on you. There's no substitute for that, and it's the best thing that could ever come into your household is your relationship with God. And I just believe, you know, again, I'll, I'll kind of repeat myself a little bit. I I do believe that the wheat and the tares scenario is happening within the fringe, and just beware. Just, you know, I tell people just be, beware, make sure it's coherent. Like you listen to like Mike Heiser, you know, it's coherent. You can go and you could go back and trace it. And, oh, okay. It makes sense. Other things just might be a possibility, right? And I'll say that too. Like if I get really super weird, it's a possibility, but yeah, who cares? You know, especially based on the time frame that we live in, you know, like the new thing, you know, is the the alien invasion thing, right? So yeah, it's a possibility based on what we know right now, but in 100 or 200 years, that is going to shift out and there's going to be another form of this alien invasion type of scenario. You know what I'm saying? So- Mm -hmm. so when things are a possibility i like to say that like hey don't worry about it if it doesn't speak to you then just you know click off the video
2: go ahead lizzie well i was just gonna say man that's such a needed just kind of call to vigilance there because man it's so it's so easy you know sometimes i worry oh man how how far out do i want to go here and um Man, when you make it about just our union with the Lord, you don't even have to think about that. Is I'm going to go wherever the Lord leads me, and and if I feel like He's not leading me, I can back off of that thing. So yeah, the call to vigilance and the, and the call to just relationship with the Lord, man, I need that, Mike. Yeah, I need yeah, that.
1: and and just being prepared. I mean, we we did a a podcast that just came out a few. Weeks ago, about just being spiritually prepared and using the the passage of the five wise and the five foolish virgins, and having your all ready in case the scenarios that are out there do come to pass. If they don't, then that's fine. If they do, then you're ready, you know. And we need to be ready every day for what God has for us, whether it's a doomsday apocalyptic scenario or not. And there's still plenty of people out there that that need to to be one to Jesus and, and and need to be discipled and, and when, and, you know, I realized um, we were interviewing somebody the other day and I had a instance where the Lord kind of, I mean, kicked me in the butt. I mean, is basically what he did is I was reading Ramsey's book on um, a prophet of evil and I, I, I got into it and I was fascinated with it. And I was like, it was at night and I was like, okay, do I read my Bible? Or read I read William Ramsey's book? And I'm like, why Why is that even a question? I mean, I know <laughs> what I need to read right now. I need to get in the Word, you know? But it's just, I'm just being honest that the temptation with some of that, I think it, it can get fascinating and can pull us down the hole, so to speak, even if we don't want to go any further. And we need that grounding, yeah, like you said, particularly in the Word of God. Prayer is important, and I'm not knocking prayer but that truth that that objective truth from the word of god is 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 what's going to ground us. I think it's interesting that new age people do grounding and <laughs> our grounding is the word. <laughs> Amen.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so important that god is the priority and that jesus is the priority in this stuff because it's it is it's easy as a content creator or podcaster, it's easy to get caught up in like your analytics and trying to like figure out like oh how can i bring on this you know the next craziest guest out there to get all mm. these views and tell this mm-hmm. story and um it's super easy to deceive ourselves into that and you know i've made probably 30 videos that never got published cuz after the fact that i was done god's like no that's i that's that was not me that was you making mm. stuff up you know and it's You know, it sucks sometimes when you spend a lot Mm -hmm. of time on something, but at the end of the day, I'm, you know, and I'm not, I'm not perfect. Of course, I'm not perfect, but it's, it's a process. It's, it's a definite process of trying to figure out what pleases God. And, you know, this type of stuff, and I'll just say this to anybody out there who is either sucked into listening to all this stuff, which is good, but if If you start to get depressed, if it starts to drag you down, Mm -hmm. take a a break, take a Mm
2: -hmm. break because it's, that's
1: not,
0: God, God wants to make sure that, that you are shining his light and, and going down some of these areas, sometimes it is difficult. It's hard, but we've got to be shining that light and being like, as you were saying, the five virgins and being prepared with that oil. I could never I I could I could take all of the fringe stuff that's in my head and delete it and still be okay because if something went down then then Holy Spirit would speak to me in that moment of what needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be per, be prepared but also make sure that if it is dragging you down, you know, maybe maybe just move on for a week. I got to take I got to take time off from listening to this stuff too, you know, so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's crazy, but I do believe I do believe it's the the new great awakening. I think I think so many people are coming into it, and it's really cool. I love what God's doing with it.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite quotes, and I, I forget who said it, but you, you'll probably recognize it. It's I like to have strong opinions loosely held. That's my <laughs> so I, I'm pretty strong in my opinions, but I, I want to have them loosely. I think that that kind of is the gist of your video that you put out it just really hit home with me that, that that's just so that's so accurate you know that we 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 don't need to get sucked in just to wild the wild and the we're just like the world if we do that if anything comes down the pike and it sounds new and novel and whatever the bible actually tells us to stay away from all, all those kind of things it wants us to stay in whatever is true whatever is noble and so yeah that that yeah. uh that uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't call it a commercial, but it kind of was sort of a commercial for your ministry or a preview of your ministry. It was, it just was really awesome. So,
0: well, thank you, man. What gets me is that with within the scope of all of this, with with the fringe community and everything, like the the one thing that does not change, right? It's it's that Jesus is available to save a sinner, and He's chasing after people's hearts. Right. So for example, I take the alien topic, right? And I'll I'll say this like right, like right now, based on what we know, we hear like this alien invasion stuff, like it makes a lot of sense. Like in the scope of revelation of the book of Revelation, you look at the 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 events that happened for entities to show up on earth, it makes a lot of sense. And so Mm -hmm. if that happened, a lot of us would understand why, and that's why we're talking about it. But if I take that scenario and I and I and I push it 500 years into the future, it is going to change and it's not going to be the same is that there will be new understanding of physics there'll be new understanding of just culture and whatnot and so that story will not be the same but that's where like you're saying we, we be prepared for what for the the world that we live in right now right now to like today but it that story it's going to change it's going to evolve because if you go back in time with alistair crowley they were angels and alistair crowley was contacting angels and and calling them angels and i think it was even a quote by alistair crowley that said today they call them angels and tomorrow they will call them something else
2: you know, mm. Or interdimensional beings is yeah. a new kind of thing. Which I think there's something to that. Absolutely. But, but yeah, you're right. It it does change. Just give it a give it a few decades even. Exactly.
0: So yeah, there's there's so much I think right now there's just there is so much that is that we're getting bombarded with. Um I you know, really the the message has gotta come back to 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 Jesus 'cause man, he's He's gonna get you if if you're looking for him. He's gonna get you, man. And so, yeah. like like when people come across our stuff, it's like I just hope that that's how it comes across. You know, right? Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But we'll get there.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I've
1: even toyed with the whole idea. Lindsay and, and my wife and I, outside of this, we do a ministry called DMM, which is Disciple Making Movement. And basically, what that is is. We go into an area, we look for a person of peace, we set up like these kingdom outposts or kingdom communities in these different areas, apartment complexes, different places it's kind of it's like house church, but it's not and what's amazing is I'm discovering is um I'm kind of been able to use the fringe as an entree to get into. Uh I'm talking with a guy in there right now on Facebook who has watched that Netflix show with that archaeologist, I forget the name of it. Um uh Ancient Apocalypse. Yep, that's it. And we are dialoguing and I'm telling him Bible stuff, and he is like, I didn't know that was in the Bible. And then he brought up the Catholics kicking a lot of books out of the Bible. I said, Well well, you know, just because it's not in the Bible doesn't mean it's not something historical. I mean, you know, a book about Abraham Lincoln's not in the Bible, that doesn't mean it's not true. And, and, and so I'm kind of using, it's, it's fun because I'm a disciple maker, evangelist at heart, and I'm using this fringy stuff to, to kind of dialogue with people. And, and two, I know, Mike, you don't know this side of my story. I still am an Anglican priest, but I don't really practice it much anymore. And so I had a buddy who was big into ghost hunting and wanted me to come into, to, to less houses and stuff like that and I really didn't go there. I just had kind of a kind of a check in my spirit about that, I guess. But I'm so far away from that whole what I call religiosity and I'm more just just very practical. Just get close to Jesus, know him, fellowship with him and 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 teach others how to do the same. And this whole fringe has been what I call and and Lindsay Laughs. I guess when you said this is the tip of the spear, you know a lot of Christians want to go in with the blunt end of the spear, and I'm using this as the tip end of the spear to really get into there and and talk about the supernatural and and let them know that I'm not some you know puritanical religious straight laced type of person that I'm open to whatever they may believe. I mean, I've had a person say I don't believe in God, and I'm like, well, tell me the God. You know that you don't believe in, and I probably don't believe in him either. So
0: <laughs> that's a good point.
1: So the the fringe, the, the fringe has has helped me with evangelism. I just think it's really neat. But you're right; I have to constantly, and and I'm surrounded with a good group of people that that remind us to to keep focus and. My wife is particularly one about pointing people to Jesus and everything else would kind of work itself out. So,
0: yeah, well, you know, it's with given given the all of the hype um, around the UFO topic right now um, with disclosure kind of unfolding over time, you know, that is a great in to a lot of people, you know, because people, you know, they're they're wondering they're seeing the news and they're seeing these ufos and they're thinking to themselves you know they're formulating an opinion whether they know it or not depending on who they're who they're listening to and you look at joe rogan joe rogan like i mean every other at least you know a couple years ago like pretty much every other episode i mean he's preaching his alien gospel man how we're created Mm. by aliens and we're going to evolve into grays and all of this nonsense. And then you realize that, that the person that you're working with, you know, if you have a job working with the public or whatever, you know, probably holds on to that view, whether they're thinking about it all the time like we are, or they're, it's just there. So if it were to come to pass where entities showed up, what are they going to believe? They're going to go with what they've been listening to, Joe Rogan. They're going to go with that view, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it was uh, right around the time of 2012, I was working at a, I was working at Starbucks and I got into a conversation with a guy and we were talking about aliens and I kind of like shared with him, like my, my little spiel about the dimensions and how I believed that aliens slash angels slash demonic entities live in a dimension that's above ours. And they perceive our reality much differently than you and I perceive it. And that's how they're able to mess with you. That's mm. how they're able to insert thoughts into your mind or get you to, you know, whisper in your ear and do these things because they know you. They know, they know you, they know what's gonna trigger you. And it was weird, like a a, a light went off in his head because he believed in aliens and stuff, a light went off in his head and it got him to start thinking. And I told him, I said, I said, if if I can pray in the name of Jesus and make that thing go, if it showed up, you know, in my dream or whatever, or if it showed up right in front of me, what does that say about who Jesus is? What Mm. does that say?
2: Yes. And he, and yes. he's like,
0: yeah, you know, it's I got to think about that, you know, because then it's then he is who he says he is. And what he said that we can do, you know, behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. I think that might be why the demonic realm hates us so much, because we we're stupid when it comes to higher dimensions and stuff. We don't understand it. We can't perceive it. We don't know. But yet our words and our our prayers affect their reality and what they're able to accomplish. And I don't think they like that very much.
1: Well, and you, you, um, you confronted this guy that you were talking about at Starbucks, you confronted him with the gospel. It might not have been the Jesus died on the cross was raised in three days, but you confronted him with what I call the, the gospel of the kingdom, that there is another King. And, and, you know, that, that's, it has to start there, and then it can lead into the what I call the truncated-type gospel, which is still important. The most important thing to me about Jesus is He is King, and He shows us who the Father is. I think that, and the sin problem is dealt with, and this is how He dealt
2: with it, but ultimately, it's His identity and who He's made us. Amen. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Mike, I don't even—I was discussing this with Brandon earlier— and I wasn't sure why I even formulated this question. Um, I, I thought maybe I was thinking about the guest we had last time. But, but, man, you were in that whole Hollywood world. I mean, you were in a band. But, and, I, and you know, you, you make media. You make films, So that, that definitely overlaps with the whole Hollywood entertainment industry. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask, what, if anything, do you find redeemable about Hollywood slash entertainment industry.
0: Yeah, the stories, man. Some of the some of the stories, you know, in Mm. are are really uh, like, especially like the whole superhero thing that we've been seeing for the past like fifteen years. A lot of those stories is actually, in in a lot of ways, it's Jesus' story. It's the the hero's journey. Yeah. So that that is definitely redeemable. And you know, if I look at certain celebrities and whatnot and and uh if they did become christian like a true christian like let me say like a tebow christian that would actually talk about jesus you know yeah Uh, yeah. there it it would have a huge impact yeah they'd probably still be canceled but it would have a huge impact because people are listening people are listening to them and the whole kanye west fiasco a couple years ago now it's it's just you know it it i think that that was kind of like a ploy of what he was doing i think it was a marketing thing but i don't know his heart i don't know his heart but it definitely did get a lot of people that wouldn't have wouldn't have thought about jesus or gave him a chance yeah. It, it kind of introduced it to them so that's that's what i find redeemable
1: yeah sort of a controlled opposition with kanye i guess but yeah yeah
0: yeah I just look at you know i I kept saying at that at that time as well, let's see what he's doing in a few years from now. Let's see if he's still on that but yep. if you look if you yep. look at it like if you think about it, like that was right around the time where Trump was becoming president, and he was Trump was so polarizing that everybody knew about him, they either loved him, they absolutely loved him or they absolutely hated him. I think Kanye saw this opportunity to brand on that side of things just to be just to be like a a contrarian. And it worked. I mean, it it worked. But like, again, I don't know his heart. I just I just find it fascinating.
2: Uh, Well, what's next? I mean, obviously, you got the last installment of the West Memphis three thing. Can you give us a little preview or have you looked that far into what's after that?
0: Yeah, so I've got um, quite a bit in the works. March 1st, we will be releasing a new short documentary. It's about 40 minutes long on, on the Bell Witch of Tennessee, if you're oh, wow. f- familiar with that story. And mm-hmm. that one, that documentary features Dr. Judd Burton. He's an expert on that topic. And so that's going to come out. That will be absolutely for free. Anybody could watch it. And uh, we're doing a live stream with Dr. Judd Burton right before the release. We're doing an Ask Me Anything with him. And then beyond that, there is another huge docu-series that we're we're going to start on. Um, I will say that it's connected to the docu-series that you mentioned before, The Ancient Apocalypse we are doing a full-on researched docu-series um, that relates to that topic um, cool. and and many more. So yeah, we got a lot coming out.
1: Wow. I mean, that's that's expansive there. I mean, I, I could see a million different ways you could go with that. That's wow. That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Doc- and doc- Dr. Judd Burton's doing a, a, a lot of the writing on that too with his research and stuff. So that's helping out immensely. Cause this stuff yeah. is hard. You got you guys know just just yeah. podcasting is hard enough. But but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun though. I just really see God working in these topics and these fringe topics, and I think that He wants to tell He wants us to tell the story a little bit differently than we've been telling it. And it's not that it it's not that it changed. It's always been the same. But right. given given the time that we live in, it's time it's time to tell the story of what's of of who he is um, in contrast of the supernatural realm and whoever these entities are whoever you believe them to be you know who he who he is in contrast to them because as you said you know Jesus is king he's the king of kings he's above all of them
1: well and you've seen the reaction that ancient apocalypse has gotten. I mean, I've heard from the secular media that it's the that most dangerous show on Netflix, blah, 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 blah. And it's just because he's challenging the, the status quo and, and for you to take that and, and, and make it more accurate would be, I mean, that, I, I, yeah, I hope it, I hope it does really well. I hope it goes really big. I mean, I know I'm going to spread it. I've spread the West Memphis free thing all around all or already, you know, um. I'm an affiliate. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, but, thank uh, you. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, it, well, it was eye opening. It
2: really was. And the, and,
1: and the content is good, but the quality is good. I mean, Christians, yeah. a lot of times, just they, their quality just stinks. I mean, that's the polite way to put it. And, it, it, but your quality is as good as your content. And it's just, it, it's incredible. So, yeah. and
0: that's all God. That's all God, man. <laughs>
1: Well, all right, this is our famous question. All the other podcasters come up with questions and stuff. So we we decided to come up with a question we ask at the end of the yeah. program. Tell us the most memorable supernatural experience that you've ever had. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. this one this one kind of blew my mind. Um
0: so I got connected to an evangelist group back in like 2015. And what these guys would do is they would just like saturate like a Walmart or a Target or something like that. And so I kind of came in and, you know, they were kind of a little bit of like on like the Bethel kind of vibe. And I was like, "Eh, I don't really agree with that stuff. But if we're going to go out and talk to people about Jesus, I'm cool with that. Right. So I'm, I'm cool with that. So
1: Kind of Todd Um, white, whitish sort of something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah, Kind of. Yeah. They, they, they definitely were listening to Todd white and, and the Bethel guys and they just wanted to do it. Um, you know, well, this kid, he definitely had an anointing on him for sure. Like I I can tell you, I saw, I saw him operate in the gifts of the Holy spirit and Mm -hmm. strangers would get touched, you know? Wow. And, um, so I came, I came with them on a couple of these outings and, um, I'm walking, we're, we're in Walmart. And so we're literally in Walmart going up to random strangers and just talking to them however we thought that God was leading us. And so I go up to this kid. I don't know. He's probably about 22 or 23. And I start trying to do like the Bethel type of prophecy over him. I was like, do, mm-hmm. like, do you have a girlfriend or do you have this and this? And he was like, no, no, no. And then and then it like hit me like out of nowhere. Um, I just said, Hey man, like, like, are you going through anything right now? Like, is there anything that I could pray for you about? Um, rather than trying to look like I had like a superpower, you know, that I knew his life, you know? <laughs> it just hit me, man. So I was like, Yeah, man, can we just pray for you? And dude, the dude looks up at me in tears and he says, I'm dying. Mm. And I was like, whoa, dude. And he starts to explain that, like, um, I don't know what disease he had. I don't know if it was like HIV or what. But he said that his like white blood cell or his T blood cell count was like so low. And the doctors couldn't do anything. And they gave him like, I don't know, like six months. And he's a young kid, you know. And so, so I put my hand on his shoulder. and I start praying for him. And then all of a sudden, all the, all the group that I was with, because we would kind of spread out through the Walmart, the whole group was right behind me. Um, like there was like six or seven of us and they were all right behind me and they all joined in this prayer. And then we, we said, you know, in Jesus name, amen. And then we asked him, I don't remember, I don't think it was me, but one of the guys that was with me said, Hey, well, do you know, do you know God? Do you know Jesus, you know? And he says, he says to us, he goes, not like that. And so I was curious and I said, well, what do you mean? Not like that. He goes, he goes, dude, I feel God. Like this is the first time in my life that I feel God. Like I, I, I feel him something happened. And so, um, he thanked us. We, we moved on. Um, at that time I was moving, I was moving to like, I, at that time I lived in South Florida. I was moving to North Carolina, um, in like two or three days. And I gave him a card. I was going to a church. I gave him a card to the church I went to. And, um, I guess, uh, one of the guys that I was with, he had contacted me a couple of weeks after I was in North Carolina and said, Hey, you remember that guy that we prayed for with the low blood count, low T blood or white blood cells? I don't remember exactly how we worded it but he said he came to the church looking for you and the doctors were completely blown away that his blood was completely normal and that no. the time frame that they were giving him was completely he said no you're 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 fine we're going to you know keep an eye on you um,
1: hallelujah wow <laughs> uh, but
0: he but he he came in he came into the church and i guess the pastor um, he prayed with the pastor to receive Jesus and, and whatnot. And so when it comes to, like you say, that what's the most supernatural thing is that God reached down from heaven and touched this kid through a few guys, you know, who didn't necessarily agree on theology and stuff, but just wanted to, to tell people about Jesus. And that blows my mind. Even to this day, when I think about it, because it had nothing to do with with Mike Stibbs, it was Jesus, and he wants to manifest his will on this earth through us, and that blows my mind. Mm.
1: Amen. We, have to, we don't need to do anything else. We need to end with that. That's, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, give us your deets. How can they find you um, out there in the world?
0: Yeah. Go to YouTube. You're going to go to, you're just going to search project revelation, or you can just type in Mike Stibbs. Um, The channel will come right up. I, every single subscriber that comes in, like I'm literally so thankful because um, it's, it's been a hard journey. Um, Facebook, um, go to Facebook because that's the best place. If you actually want to like talk back and forth, Um, that's just Mike Stibbs. Also on Instagram under uh, Project Revelation, and um, I do have a, a, a TikTok. I hate TikTok, but I still am doing TikToks. Um, yeah, we're gonna so, we're gonna have
1: to get one of those eventually, probably too. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: it's a uh, yeah. It just is you know you know it's because the TikTok app will will talk to YouTube or and talk to Spotify wherever you guys are podcasting, and they'll start mm. recommending stuff. So that's why that's kind of why I do it. But um, but yeah. I love I love every single time. Like I said, every single time I see that little that little subscriber number go up, I, I thank God for that because it's just you know one more person that can enjoy some entertaining but yet um, thoughtful God content. You know.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Mike. We uh, we appreciate you coming on our show, and we're honored to have you on here and. I can't wait to see what's, what's coming next. Uh, I'm yeah. really anxious about the West Memphis finish, but yeah, but the docu series too. So yeah. Well, thank, thank you guys. You.
0: Honor. The honor is all mine, man. You guys, you guys are awesome. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys asking me to come on.
2: Thanks man.
1: Be blessed.
0: You too. Godspeed.
1: Thanks for listening and supporting us. And remember, stay naturally, supernaturally.